this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode. We are so excited that you are listening to us this week. Yeah. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, if you're getting ready for your day or on your way to work or on your way from work, if you're in your car, at your job, wherever you're listening to us, we just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Absolutely. And we're just, you know, we're super excited. The episode four, uh, we're into season two. We're really lo- knocking these episodes out. We're really excited. There's so much to talk about. And, you know, and it's like we were speaking about it before we got on on, on air to record uh, that, you know, there's so much to talk about that sometimes we can't do it on the spot the way we would like to speak about it and there's things that you know maybe we have to catch up on a couple of weeks in um and later but you know we definitely try to cover uh, as much as we can and i think in uh, one of the posts that i recently put up on our uh, instagram page you know i'm saying comment leave you know ideas say what you you, you want to say so that we can try our best to catch on all those things that you know maybe you're slipping through the crack because we don't have uh, that much time uh, to share with you guys but whatever we can do and whatever we you know make it to we're always excited to share our thoughts and ideas and you know, what we feel from God to share with each and every one of you. Yeah, I mean, and I feel really great about this uh, new season and these episodes that we're releasing. I think that the engagement has been there. I think we've been more interactive and we've been hearing um, more from the people that listen. And um, shout out to all of you who have left comments and have left shout outs and just, you know, send us messages or text messages. voted on the polls that we keep doing. Yeah, uh, we definitely uh, thank you and, you know, continue to just reach out to us, continue to to, you know, let us know your thoughts and, you know, your opinions on all of the different topics that, you know, we talk about. We're very, very excited and very thankful that, um, you know, you are listening to this podcast. And, um, you know, today as I was getting ready and just, you know, going through different things, I came across this um, article that I sent to you today. Um, yeah. First time hearing about this, um, you know, the man named Justin from Oregon, yeah. right? Earlier I said Oregon and um, <laughs> Eddie corrected me. Um, so from Oregon, and um, he actually became the first professional athlete with cerebral palsy to sign a contract with Nike. Nice. And for those of you who don't know, October 6th is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Day. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really know anyone with cerebral palsy, so that's something that I'm not too familiar with. Um, but, you know, he suffered from that, but we see here that he became kind of the first professional athlete to sign a contract with Nike. Yeah. And you actually had heard about this and kind of spoke a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like a week or two ago this um, this article came up on my feed as well. And I read about it and I actually was uh, doing a little digging. I, I went into uh, Justin's social media because I, I knew there had to be more to the story. You know, and a really cool thing that I found was that he had posted back uh, in September of last year. He posted about a letter he had written to Nike. Uh, when he was a junior in high school. Um, and basically, the letter is about him um, giving his pers- his perspective as an athlete that has cerebral palsy. And instead of him complaining about the struggles and the hurt and how difficult it is uh, for someone um, with his type of situation uh, to be an athlete, he was kind of giving them like advice in reference to, you know what, you guys need to make sneakers that are like this so that it helps people like me be a better athlete. Um, and then he also shares that a year later, he wrote, he wrote the letter to Nike. Nike never <laughs> wrote back to him or said anything. Wow. Uh, but a year later, he winds up going to the Nike headquarters. He becomes an ambassador for Nike. And then a fa- and then two 
two years later, because now it was uh, this October, um, he now has a, a contract signed uh, with Nike, uh, which record break, uh, not record breaking, but uh, history making. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's really cool. And I like that his story is a story about, um, you know, pursuing your dreams and about pushing forward and about not letting any limitations or not letting anything that other people find to be um, a negative about you. Um, to stop you from pushing forward and going for what you wanted. And a lot of people, you know, his situation is that he has this uh, disability, cerebral palsy that he's struggling with. Um, and for other people, it's something else. But he didn't let it define him. He didn't let it stop him. He was like, you know what? I have this. But he speaks about how running is his passion. Running is the thing that he loves to do. Uh, he's a long distance runner. And, you know, he just he's striving and pushing to be in the Paralympics either in 2020 or 2024. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really it's really cool. And if you want to follow him, uh, his Instagram is Zoom Magic. And if you want to listen to his story and see his comments on it on Instagram, you know, it'd be really cool to see that as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, suffering from cerebral palsy, it says it's a neurological disorder that affects movement, muscle tone, and motor skills of the person. Yeah. So, you know, as a toddler and preschool years, he kind of would use a walker. Yeah. And then from there, you know, had to go to f go through physical therapy and just, you know, improve his walking abilities. And, um, you know, it's great. He wrote on his Instagram post, he put, growing up with a disability, the thought of becoming a professional athlete was like the thought of climbing, climbing Mount Everest. It is definitely possible, but the odds are most definitely not in your favor. Hard work pays off. And, um, you know, even in the midst of that and in everything that, you know, he got um, his Nike deal and it says it was seven years yeah. of, you know, one of, of him running, you know, and he says... At the end, trust the process, and most of all, trust in God. God is good. Amen. So just the idea, you know, that this man, again, just faced this opposition, faced this obstacle, went through it, is still going through it, and didn't let it stop him. I'm sure, um, you know, people didn't believe in him. I'm sure he faced that criticism or negativity, just his own insecurity and yeah. thoughts of not being able to accomplish something like this. And to see someone overcome those obstacles, overcome conditions like this, you know, I think is amazing. So shout out to Justin. And how do you say his last name? I would, I would pronounce Gal it. Um, Galagos. Yeah. Galagos. Right. From Galagos. Oregon. Very cool. Yeah, Oregon. Man. I said Oregon. Oregon. Here we go again. <laughs> Let's move on from this story. If there's anyone from Oregon and, you know, maybe Oregon or Oregon. No, you messed what is me it? up. I, OK, so if there's anyone that's listening to us from there and wants to send us a, a video or a comment on how to actually pronounce it. I right. Mean, we're New Yorkers. So by nature, we have our own little accents. Yeah. You know, you're from Long Island. I'm originally from Brooklyn. So, you know, sometimes we, we speak a little. Um, I don't want to say reckless, but special. We speak a little right. special. Uh, so Oregon is how I would pronounce it. You originally thought Oregon. Um, so let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'd like to make sure our pronunciation. I mean, we could just Google it and hear pronunciation, but it's okay. Let's make it more interesting. <laughs> um, Andy Minio has released a new EP. EP. We spoke about his first EP um, in our first season, and um, he has that EP was called The Arrow. He has a new one out. It came out a few weeks ago. It's called The Sword. Yeah. And, um, you know, I listened to it. I think it's great. And um, very vulnerable, very transparent. Talks about a lot of challenging moments in his life. And, you know, we were talking off air, but, you know, it seems that a lot of um, Christians and, you know, Christian artists and singers, uh, preachers are becoming more comfortable with being vulnerable and transparent. 
Mm -hmm. know, they're becoming, I guess you can say, bolder in a way to just put out certain emotions and feelings and things that they're battling through and struggling through. Mm -hmm. And Andy Mino definitely does that, you know, um, in this new album. And um, he kind of talks about the personal struggles that he's been going through, you know, some of it in his business, you know, some of it in his personal life. And, um, you know, he pretty much says it mounts up a lot of pressure to perform and that was becoming harder and harder for me to finish a song and move on to the next because once you have success your biggest fear is that you'll lose it it just takes one flop for people to move on to the next you know he kind of goes on to talk about the struggles that he faces you know kind of on the musical side of things about having a constant producer you know i mean you look at these artists sometimes you see all their work and you know he pretty much admits that he does not have a constant producer to bring his stuff to light yeah like it's not like he has this one person that he'll go to to produce all his music so just right there that's a challenge you know in itself and i think the challenge that comes with that which he speaks about is that he's a perfectionist so whereas with the producer you know you kind of put something together you leave it in their hands they say it's good or they say oh no tweak this tweak that he doesn't have that filter or he doesn't have that you know that barrier where someone can actually be like okay it's good let it go release it so you know yeah and i think one of the biggest questions that people you know, can ask someone like Andy Mino or any Christian artist that kind of shares vulnerability and transparency is almost like, and I think we've spoken about this, like when yeah. is too much too much or when do yeah. you feel like you've gone too far or said too much? And one thing I love that he says here is, he says, what I've learned in life is that people aren't vulnerable because they're afraid of being shamed. What mm-hmm. I've noticed is that people are drawn closer when you're vulnerable and endeared and less likely to leave because they feel human next to you. And he says it's a it's counterintuitive to be vulnerable. And it's so true. You know, he kind of talks about that fans in particularly are drawn, you know, to vulnerability. And, you know, a lot of times when you get in your head that you need to be perfect and you get in your head that you need to project that perfection, you know, it can kind of dehumanize you in a way. And people can begin to look at you as not human and look at you as, you know, super uh, perfect and superhuman. And in reality, we are not. You know, we're flawed. We're imperfect. We need Jesus each and every day. We need salvation. And um, I think it's great, you know, when an artist on Andy's level, you know, kind of just puts that message out there and pretty much, you know, is authentic with his message, is real with his message. And what I love about it is, although he he talks about many of his struggles in the industry, personal struggles, you know, and all these different things, he gives that glimpse of hope Mm -hmm. that although, you know, he's going through all of this, although these are the challenges he's facing and thoughts of depression and anxiety and all of these things, you know, he's not giving up and there's someone that is able to do something for him. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's that's the key because we are seeing this new uh, wave uh, or movement where a lot of, you know, these um, worshipers and artists and um, people uh, on social media in the limelight um, are being very transparent and they are sharing uh, their struggles or their moments of difficulties or, you know, when they're down and out and all that good stuff. Uh, but I think that the key to that also is that you also, um, you know, it's like complete the story. 
you know, don't only share the negative. Don't only share the down. Don't also be transparent just for the sake of being transparent. Also make sure that you bring it full circle by saying that although I may have be going, I may be going through these struggles, although I may have went through certain situations, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, God is love and God is hope and God gives us the strength and God, you know, guides us and God does, you know, A, B and C because, you know, I, I just sometimes I, I, I get a fearful of that people will focus on the vulnerability and, you know, oh, I'm going to be open and be transparent and that's what's going to impact people. Uh, but when you leave them hanging, you know, and it's funny, it reminds me of uh, this one time in our church, there was a lady uh, who was sharing a testimony and um, she started sharing the testimony in Spanish. Um, and it was like she said all the like the, the, the struggle and all the bad <laughs> and everything that she went through in Spanish. And then she switched to English when it started getting good. But it left all the Spanish speakers that didn't understand English like in limbo, like, OK, right. but what happened? Uh, so I feel like that, you know, that situation um, is kind of the same way where you just share. I'm in a struggle. I went through this. I went through that. But you don't, you know, f- bring it back full circle. And mm-hmm. but God stepped in and he did right. A, B and C what he's doing, because a lot of these things are a process that are not continual, but are happening in the moment. And, you know, you're still not through with it. Um, you know, so God is in the moment. He's helping me or he's, you know, giving me the strength and he's giving me the guidance. So he did this or he did that. You know, that's also important because you want to let people know you're not the only one going through it. But at the end of the day, not only am I here for you, but God is here most importantly. Yeah, definitely. And along the same lines of transparency and vulnerability, uh, Gavi, which we've spoken about, he's yeah. an artist on Reach Records, the same label as Andy Minio, um, is releasing an album and um, it's out now. It's called uh, Panorama or let me see. Let me make sure that I'm giving you. <laughs> the right info. Panorama, yeah. That's his new album. And one of the songs, his latest single, is With You. And at the beginning of the music video, he kind of has a little blurb that he wrote. Yep. And um, he says this, I wrote this song because I wanted everyone to know that I am human too. Last year on tour, my childhood best friend passed away and I couldn't make it to his funeral. In that same month, I was dealing with depression. During this time, a lot of problems were coming out in my marriage and there was fear of ending up in a divorce like my parents. As I wrote this song, I wanted people to feel the emotions I had and to let them know that I am going through things just like they are. I don't want to give you an answer. I just wanted to cry with you and be there with you. And he puts the verse Romans 12, 15. And um, I thought that was so interesting when I read that, you know, when I saw the video this week, just because, again, it's the idea of someone that people look up to, someone that people, you know, strive to have a career like or strive to be like or make music like is pretty much saying, listen, we're on the same level. We're on the same playing Mm -hmm. field. We're going through the same things. We're in this battle together. And it's almost like I'm just here right now in this moment to cry with you and just express that I'm going through the same thing. Someone like him who's constantly on the road and constantly traveling you know he admits suffering through depression going through problems in his marriage where he thought it would end in divorce and it takes great strength and boldness to just put your business and dirty laundry out there in hopes that you know what it will bless someone in Mm -hmm. hopes that you know what god if you've given me this testimony you've given me this story i'm okay with it and i'm willing to share it and share that you know what i'm working through it or i'm on my way out or this is how i made it through Mm -hmm. and you know being okay with that being your purpose and your calling for going through that yeah and i think that you know one of the things that we've noticed is um 
that we have the uh, tools or the channels at our disposals now to be uh, more com- communicative or uh, be more out there where, you know, with social media. And I think that people are moving away from the superficial use of what social media has been used for. Um, whereas like, you know, you only put up the good pictures or you're only showing, you know, when you're at the beach or when you're on a plane or when you're, you know, it's, you went to a restaurant and your food looks pretty. I mean, I think that it's kind of, um, turning or moving into for some people, not for everyone, uh, but for some people it's moving into a channel of being able to, uh, connect on a human to human level with people. Um, and maybe not necessarily people in your in like in your immediate circle, but just people in general, where it's worldwide or nationwide, uh, where you're sharing these uh, things that you're going through, and you know you're opening a communication. I remember um, there was um, Anna Douglas, who's a um, a comedian. She's an Instagram comedian, and she's you know been going around and doing her events and stuff like that. And I know that she posted uh, recently. She put up a post uh, that was just supposed to be, I think, something like um, something along the lines that she said, you know, uh, I'm funny but i'm also very churchy hmm. um you know which was just a random post and then she and then i uh, the reason it caught my eye was because when i went to go scroll um under it uh in one of her comments she wrote oh this turned into something else so immediately i was like oh i'm interested in you know right as a latino i guess you know maybe you're like oh the drama let's see what yeah, happened yeah i'm here um, for the comments i'm here for the comments but in reality what it turned into was people were leaving comments of you know please pray for me you know, I'm going through a, a tough time in my marriage. Please pray for me because, you know, my husband is sick or my kid is sick or my this or my that or whatever. And she was replying to each and every one of them. I'm praying for this. I'm praying over you for that. And it was really cool because this is what we should be using our social medias for. Um, we should be using it to reach the masses, to be of impact, to help out your brother in need, you know, because prayer goes a long way as well. Yeah, and I think that once you, you know, tie in the prayer aspect to things and the idea that, you know, you put out your story, there's so many people that reach out to you and, and request prayer and ask for prayer. You know, when you couple all those things together, something powerful happens. You know, when you couple the fact that, listen, I went through this rough time, I went through this rough moment, I'm sharing this, I'm being vulnerable, you know, it moves something in the people that are listening. You know, you will have the haters, you will have those people that don't believe or think you're doing it for attention or for likes or views or whatever, but you will have those people that will be moved and they'll either request for prayer or ask for help or ask for, you know, more advice and, you know, as ministers, as leaders as people in the public eye and platforms you know whatever your platform is you know us on this podcast we have a platform yeah you know you have a platform in your home a platform in your church whatever platform you have been given right now you have to be okay with the fact that there's a certain level of responsibility that you have you know responsibility to the people you know that listen to you that hear you the responsibility to the people that you work with And it's almost like, you know what, God, if I've been through all of this in my life and you've allowed me to go through these challenges and go through these obstacles, it's not for me to keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if, you know, I've spoken about it before, my whole diabetes situation and diabetes story, you know, still going through that. But I'm like, you know what, God, if you've allowed me to go through this, I'm sure there are people that I can bless along the way and at least give them that push. Like, look, this is my issue. You know, just like you have an issue. This is my issue. And we're all working towards you know making it 
you know, to that final day and making it to that mark. So I think that's awesome that, you know, these artists are doing that and feeling okay doing that. And I know that the results and the things that will come about because of these things, you know, is going to be awesome because there's power in all of that. Yeah. And I think that it also sets a precedent for uh, non-believers to because there's always been this big stigma with churches that churches are judgy or that churches, you know, only think that, you know, that they're too good or they're too this or they're too that. Um, and I think that it's kind of erasing that, you know, from being a crutch that people can use in reference to whether or not they're going to go to church, whether or not they're going to decide to follow God, where now people, you know, churches are being transparent and they're being like, hey, we go through the same things you go through, but regardless, you know, still join us. Let's worship God together. You know, let's serve him. Let's do what we need to do. And, you know, through that, God works in us individually. So, you know, yeah, really and at cool. times, at times, you know, people can feel that separation where it's like, you know, I'm so imperfect. This is my mess. This is my situation. And they're looking at you as if you're perfect and you got it all together mm -hmm. because of what you do. Maybe you sing worship or whatever, you know, but when you kind of just, you know, take their face in your hands and it's like no like we're both on the same level here yeah. you know it's something powerful that happens and you know speaking of that lauren daigle i believe did just that just oh, recently yeah. um you know there was an article that released and a video that was going viral on social media of lauren daigle visiting a maximum security prison where she led the inmates in worship um this was a video that you had sent me i had seen it yeah. and i mean just watching the video is so powerful and you just see the power that there is in worship, the power that lies when you just open up your mouth to worship God in the midst of wherever you are, you know, and for those who don't know, Lauren Daigle, we've spoken about her, you know, um, she's really been like doing her thing and killing it. Yeah. She released a new album, Look Up Child. I mean, in the one of its first weeks, it topped Drake, Post Malone and Ariana Grande. She sold over 115,000 um, Units, you know, yeah. in the first week, that is a lot. If you look at other people's numbers, 115,000 is a lot in its first week. And Rolling Stone even called um, her debut the best by a solo Christian female artist in nearly 20 years. Yeah, she's so killing it's, it. You know, to see articles like Rolling Stone and, you know, Billboard and all that, just acknowledging her is something, you know, really good. And um, she went to Stateville Correctional Prison in Illinois and held a full worship set with the inmates. And um, it houses over 3,500 inmates. And she pretty much, you know, recorded certain clips and released um, a video on Facebook and kind of just, you know, shared her experience, um, you know, as she was there. Yeah, you know, and I think it's important to stress the fact that this is a maximum security state prison. So, you know, she wasn't going to like this little you know, cupcake making, right. nice, friendly place, you know. So there's a lot of like, oh, man, like she's going to the real deal. Like she could have chosen to go somewhere where it was like uh, more appealing, visually appealing for some people. But she was like, no, I'm going to go into the nitty gritty. And yeah. I'm going to do this. I mean, this was, was really definitely cool. like a David Goliath situation because yeah. just looking at her as well, it's not like she's this, you know, super tall girl and yeah. su like, you know, she's like pretty petite. And you would look at her and be like, you know, oh, my God, you'd probably be so scared to go into mm -hmm. a prison with a bunch of men. And no, I mean, she was right there. Yeah, she was. And I like that, you know, when she posted the video, she wrote, um, she said, yesterday was one so unexpected. 
It was a day that was more than I can articulate. It was a day my eyes had never seen and I will never be able, I will never be able to unsee. We sang songs with inmates whose voices carried deeper into our hearts than the echo of a microphone will ever release. I saw hope in the face of the hopeless, joy in the wake of sorrow, wealth in the gap of depravity, and life in the midst of death. She continued to say, these people have stories and they also have souls. I watched heaven befriend those who had who are often forgotten with each day that passes. May I never take for granted what it is to walk around as a free man. And, you know, she you know what I think is really awesome. The fact that she went and she ministered and, you know, the, the video that she posted is so small like i feel yeah. like she should have posted like a 45 minute video of her set right. and what she did and it's like this little like two minute video but you're right she may be releasing it like you said yeah earlier, oh yeah like in a documentary form or something mm-hmm. you know no but i want what i wanted to say was that um even in that little two minute video when you get to the clip the little scene where they're leading worship and she has the backup singers there and they're crying and you just feel how God is moving in that place. So I know for a fact that what she did ministered. I know for a fact that what she did impacted, but she walked away being impacted and ministered to as well. And that's, you know, that's what I that's what I think that's awesome about when you when you serve God and you do things for God at 100% and wholeheartedly, you know, you go in with the intention to serve others, but you wind up being served as well. Yeah, and what I loved about it is the fact that these are people whose past are crazy who have yeah. stories that i mean you know we don't know i mean from rapists to murderers to uh, you know a, like we don't know what these you know who these people really were but we know they have a story and the fact that you know to see these people lift their hands in worship to see these yeah. inmates crying to see them singing her song you know um she was singing how can it be mm-hmm. you know that what a more perfect song is one of her hit songs look it up if you haven't heard it i mean what a more perfect you know, way to just lead these men and people into worship. You know, the idea it's like, man, God, how could you love me? How could you defend me and plead my cause, you know, and right my wrongs? And, you know, hearing them say these words and sing this out, belted out, you know, definitely moved me. It was, you know, something that I'm sure marked her life. If it's touching so many people that are just watching this video, yeah. imagine her, you know, God giving her these songs or connecting her with people that, you know, gave her these songs and, you know, seeing the effects that these things are, you know, that these songs are having on people. That's your reward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I love the line when she says, you know, we sang songs with the inmates whose voices carry deeper into our hearts than the echo of a microphone will ever release. The idea that, man, you could have the loudest microphone and sing into it. And that's nothing compared to the voices of people worshiping God, people in yeah. need, people that, you know, have this void in their hearts and are, are struggling and, you know, have a past and are working towards rectifying that past. You know, mm-hmm. those voices are louder than anyone standing on a stage who, you know, can pretend to have it all together, who can pretend, you know, and try to fool the people that are in the crowd to thinking that they have it all together. When in reality, you know, we're all working towards, you know, perfection. We're all working towards, you know, making our lives right before the Lord. And it just goes to show you the power that lies in worship. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of our focus for today and what we wanted to present. The idea that worship is a universal language. Worship is something that, 
you know, connects people regardless of your background, regardless of your race, regardless of, you know, who you are and where you come from. The minute you say the name of Jesus, the minute you lift your hands, the minute you're in a room, you know, with a group of people who believe and who worship the Lord, you know, regardless of the language, Mm -hmm. you know, something powerful has to happen. And um, I think, you know, Lauren Daigle taking that step and doing that is a great example of what true worship looks like. Yeah, you know, and what I find really impacting is that she's at the height of her career, in my opinion, at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, she's killing it, and she has tours. You go to her website, she's touring the U.S. Maybe she's even touring internationally. <clears throat> she'll be in new york in january yes yeah, uh, dub awards I, yeah. winning awards like all over all she's all over the place but i find it admirable and impacting that although she has all that craziness happening she took the time to have this moment of worship with these men at this and jail you can see in the video yeah. when she's singing her song it's so unplugged yeah like there's no backtrack mm-hmm. there are no lights there are no crazy microphone effects. Yeah. You know, she sang How Can It Be with just a mic. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was like her friends in the background. Like it was just people that, you know, she's been around with and just microphones. And it was very acoustic, very unplugged. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, that says a lot as well. When you go somewhere and it's like, listen, I don't need anything but a microphone. Like mm-hmm. I don't need anything but my voice. I don't need anything. I don't need any special effects, any lights, smoke, you know, acrobats, people falling from the ceiling on ropes, twirling. Like I don't need any of that. You know, I just need my worship. And that really says a lot you know because i mean (laughs) we have me and you have been in situations where it's Mm -hmm. like people can't come or can't do certain things because certain accommodations are not met Mm -hmm. and we're not even talking about financially it's just like you know (laughs) there's no stage or you don't have this or you don't have that or we don't do this type of crowd or this that and the other thing like you know and for you to just be like listen i'm she also won american music awards like a few of them and it's almost like listen i'm an award-winning you know uh top singer uh, yeah grammy nominated singer mm-hmm. i'm someone that you know beat out drake post malone and ariana grande yeah you know i need this amount of money i need she to be could, on yeah. this type of stage i mean she was even dressed like super casual and laid yeah. back everything about the video and what she did was like right on the money yeah and i think that that is the that's an important thing to to take away or to walk away with in reference to like worship where it's like you know you the idea is to be uninhibited unrelentless is to be open is to be you know unashamed on 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 everything where you know worship is a genuine moment and where you are just giving your everything to God and you're just, you know, expressing whatever it is that you want to express. You know, on Sunday, uh, the last couple of Sundays uh, in church, you know, our Bible study um, with the youth has been on worship. And, you know, we were and I was uh, sharing with them the 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 idea the train of thought that worship is something that is genuine that comes from the heart and it's actually it, it's a moment where you have to be vulnerable with god and that can be humbling you know it's not easy for you to just open up yourself completely to god you know how many people don't we see that struggle with that whether it is something as simple as in church during worship you know you have people that are going in at 100 percent and they're giving it to god and then you have other people that they just you know are self-conscious or they don't know how to tap into that they don't know how to let go and let god they don't know how to you know just be open 
with the Lord. And it's and it doesn't take eloquent words. It doesn't take, you know, having a beautiful voice. It doesn't take, you know, going to school for music. It doesn't take all these accolades or these titles or these things that certain people think um, they need. It just takes a moment of truth, a moment of vulnerability, a moment of honesty with God. You know, and I was I was sharing with them that, you know, there are times where we may not know what to say. You know, there are times where we may not know uh, how to put together that train of thought of where you actually would like to communicate to God. Uh, But, you know, if you take advantage of those moments of worship where you're singing, you know, you may be singing Waymaker, for example, in your church. No, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. But those words, like the Spirit, will transmit to God the message and God in his omniscience, being omniscient Mm -hmm. and all knowing, he knows what you're trying to communicate to him uh, with those words. So it doesn't, you don't have to do, you know, a 40 page thesis and be like, God, you know, this is what I'm feeling. But when you have that moment of vulnerability, moment of honesty, and you're just crying out to the Lord or you're singing out to him or whatever, God knows what you're trying to say. God knows what you're trying to, you know, communicate to him. And that also then does a ripple effect. And, you know, it is also contagious. It's also, you know, you know, somebody next to you be like, yo, Miguel is going in during worship, man. You know, he, he looks like he's having an awesome time with the Lord. Let me tap into that as well. And, you know, let me let me get some of that good stuff. Yeah. And I think that's so encouraging, you know, when you have those moments. I mean, it happened for me this past Sunday where, you know, someone that I know has been having a hard time. You know, God um, kind of brought up a group of people to the front and just kept repeating like warrior like you you guys are warriors and fighters and you know seeing that individual just being blessed by god Mm -hmm. like definitely sparked something in me like you know you feel encouraged and you feel uplifted and you feel because it's like man like i know what they're going through i know what you know the struggle that it is and to see god and his love and his mercy and his grace and his almightiness just kind of come down and just be like you know what i'm I'm gonna bless you and i'm gonna give you a blessing and i'm gonna give you that strength and i'm gonna give you that because you opened your heart in worship yeah i mean that's something that moves you and i think that's an element that you know we were moved just by watching lauren daigle's video yeah we were moved and we were blessed and i mean i was watching it i rewatched it here and you know again that same just motivation that you get to really just cry out to god and worship him and you know experience that and have that you know um those effects and that those fruits of your worship just kind of like be brought forth and it's something that is very powerful. And I think, you know, oftentimes we just forget that our worship is to God, but it does have that ripple effect. You know, we worship God, but it does affect those around us. And our worship can cause something to happen in the people we love. Absolutely. Um and it's like, I, I want to say like 47 things and I'm trying to, I know guys, like, this is like a really you know, big topic for us. Yeah. Like something we're very passionate about. And, um, sometimes it's, you know, hard to get everything out and our thoughts together. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll start off with this, which is what I want to say is that sometimes, um, and, and maybe I feel like maybe somebody needs to hear this at this moment. It is important. It is imperative. It is maximum priority that when you're going through a tough situation that you don't allow that cloud of negativity, that cloud of hurt, that cloud of confusion, whatever it is that, that you feel like is surrounding you, impede you and stop you from tapping into 
to your worship. You know, I remember I, I mentioned this on Sunday as well. You can't allow the opinions of others. You can't allow what people are going to say. You can't allow the, 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 the storm you're going through or the desert you're passing through dictate how much you're going to give God in your worship. Like, you know, and it's so important that you just, you're relentless in the fact that I could be going through hell and high water. I could be going through the driest season of my life. I could be going through financial struggles. I could be going through sickness. I could be going through whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give God my number, my, my 100. My 100. And my 100 could be that I'm just going to cry. My 100 could be that I'm just going to sing. My 100 could be that I'm just going to, you know, dig into his word. My 100 is going to be that I'm just going to bask in his presence. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes that that's enough where yeah. you're in the moment. And that's what I mean by basking in his presence. Not that you're just sitting there with a stank face mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, everybody's going in. I'm just here. Yeah. No, that you're sitting in his presence. You literally situate yourself in a place where you could feel God himself hugging you or his presence surrounding you and be in the moment and just take it in. And that is fine. That is important. That is another way of worship. That is another way of communication uh, with God. It's not always about, you know, the the uh, being vocal outside you know sometimes it's a lot of internal as well where you can be like man you know i just need this moment in god's presence where his presence is just going to strengthen me he's going to give me what i need he's going to give me a little joy he's going to give me a little happiness he's going to give me a, give me a little strength um you know and and that is important in and of itself before i move on do you have i feel like you can jump in yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because it's funny based on you know what you were saying that you know, there are situations that we go through that sometimes, you know, we feel that cloud or you feel that, you know, um, that, that kind of, uh, let's say, numbness that kind of comes over you where you're mm-hmm. just like, all right, you're you know what you should do. You know what needs to happen, but you're kind of allowing what you're going through kind of keep you boxed in and kind yeah. of keep you Stagnant. in a state of stagnancy. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because just these last few days. You know, a lot has been kind of in my mind and um, just thinking about a lot of things, you know, of what I'm doing and things that God has said and, you know, different things like that. And it's funny when you can catch yourself at a moment where you are listening to these voices and listening to these thoughts that come into your mind and you're not really acting on them, but mm-hmm. you're allowing those thoughts to just fester. Yeah. And you're allowing those thoughts of, oh, well, it's probably not going to really happen. Or I doubt that that's the way it's going to be. Or I don't think it's going to be this way. And I don't, you know, I'm not really acting upon it. I'm not really doing anything. But I'm letting those thoughts kind of marinate and stay yeah. there. And that kind of becomes my thought pattern and my thought life yeah, for a while. Roots. And it's funny because I found myself in that place where it's kind of like, okay, like, well, this is, I guess, how it's going to be in in that sense. God, you know, you did say this, you know, it doesn't seem like you're going to come through in that way. And I'll probably just end up like that. And all these different thoughts. And it's funny because in, you know, on in my car, you know, on my way to work, you know, it was like all those thoughts again were kind of coming through and all of that. And, you know, I, it's something that as I was thinking immediately, it was like, I was thinking all these things and verbally, you know, I said, but what did God say? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that moment, I kind of like had to stop myself because I didn't I was not talking. I was not thinking out loud. It was just in that moment. It was like that question, like, but what did God say? Yeah. You know, you are saying these things. You are thinking these things. That's you. But what did God say? Mm -hmm. And I feel like those moments, you know, And for me, those moments of questioning and doubt and fear and all those emotions 
was hindering my worship and was hindering, you know, my surrender to God in that moment. And it was almost like God had to check me and like, you know, but what did I say about that? What did I say? Who, you know, what did I say about who you are and what Mm -hmm. I've called you to do? And it's funny because when you allow God to break down that wall and kind of check you real quick and just be like, you know what? That's so true, God. This is like what my situation is saying. This is what I my thoughts are saying. But you say this and yeah. what you say is truth and what you say is going to happen immediately a wor- worship is your response. Yep. You know, whenever you're confronted with the truth, you know, we, we kind of battle through lies and struggle with lies. The minute truth confronts us and hits us in the face, worship is that response where it's like, you know what, God, like you are so right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's when, you know, it's funny, but you would just experience that release and that freedom that only comes, you know, through worship. And, you know, it's important to pray. It's important to read God's word and study his word and know his word. But, you know, the power that lies in worship, worship is something that takes a physical action at times. And, you know, it's one thing for you to read. It's one thing for you to pray. But it's another thing for you to physically lift up your hands. It's something for you to physically open up your mouth and sing. It's another thing for you to physically prostrate yourself before the presence of God and worship that takes sometimes more energy and more out of you than, you know, getting on your knees to pray or opening up his word, you know, or listening to his word. And um, it's just, you know, definitely powerful when you're able to just confront it and worship be your response. A hundred percent. Eddie James uh, posted a video on his Facebook page. Um, and it was a video of him and um, I don't know if it's his crew, like, cause he's a, he's a gospel artist or if it's his young people. Cause it was a lot of young people there yeah. um, or whatever. But the point is that they went on a trip to Israel. Um, and when they uh, got to the upper room, they decided to have a worship session in Israel in the upper room, um, you know, and the video has gone viral. It's, awesome i remember you know i had it came up on my feed and i was at work um and i you know i had my headphones in i was like okay let me you know i'll listen to it while i work and i had to stop what i was doing i couldn't listen to it and work at the same time i had to stop what i was doing and really be in the moment because through the video itself you can feel the presence of god you can feel the genuine worship and you see as you know they start with them and then you see how the other people are attracted you know it's like a fly to fire or whatever you know they're they're attracted to it and they join and they worship and you see you have people on their knees you have people crying you have people laid out literally laid out on the floor you know in this moment of worship and it's so impacting to do that where you know they're and it's people from all over the port you know because this is a place it's a tourist attraction in reality you know this is a place where uh, people go and they travel all over the world just to come to this place uh to visit places that jesus may uh jesus had inhabited or he walked in or he stayed in or whatever um so you have everyone from all over the world there but had this moment of genuine worship and just you know, give it unto God. God, I'm going to be grateful that in this moment, I'm, you know, in a place where you, Jesus, yourself were, were at at one time or another. And I'm just going to, you know, just glorify you and to lift you up and to, to just, you know, shout out to you or whatever. And I think it's very impacting. And, I, you know, and it's and it goes more beyond that, because that while other people, while there were people that were impacted, that were there physically. Now this video is circulating the media and is impacting people the same way it impacted me. I wasn't there. I wasn't in Israel when this happened, but at work, 
all the way here in Long Island. I was listening to the video and it impacted me and it touched me as well. Yeah, I mean, and you think about, I'm sure there were obstacles. I'm sure there were yeah. doubts. You know, I'm sure it's like there were questions. Okay, should we do this? Is this allowed? Like, is this okay? Like, what if someone says something, you know? Like, I'm sure they kind of went through some things in order to get to that worship moment. I mean, yep. we see, like we said, we see the beauty of it. We see the result of it. But I'm sure leading up to it, or maybe even afterwards, there was some opposition. Yeah. And, you know, the idea that, again, if they would have taken their doubts and their fears and their questions about what could happen or what, you know, could happen if they opened up their mouth to worship, maybe they defend somebody or maybe they're just people there that are just there as a tourist attraction, not really for anything spiritual. Yeah. You know, they would have really stopped the blessing of so many people, mm-hmm. you know, from receiving a blessing by watching their video, you know, yeah. and it's again, it goes back to that idea that that, you know, our worship is to God, but at times there are people dependent on our worship and dependent on, you know, the fact that, you know, your worship to God is creating a moment or creating some type of, you know, platform for other people to just engage and worship God as well. Yeah, you know, and it's very important that, you know, and I I just feel like stressing that whatever your situation is, whatever you're going through, whatever you may have done, whatever mess you may find yourself in at the moment, that should not stop you from moving forth and just, you know, being honest with God and being vulnerable. You know, the Bible has a story, um, you know, in, in Luke, you know, with the with the woman that, you know, prostrated herself at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, she poured the perfume from the alabaster jar and, you know, she cried at his feet and she wiped his hair, uh, his feet with her hair. And she had, you know, she had a reputation. You know, when the, the Pharisees saw her, they immediately, they labeled her for what her reputation was. But that did not stop her from having that moment, that intimacy with Christ and being like man you know you are my savior and without you know i can't do this without you so you can't allow whatever your certain situation is whatever you're going to do at the moment you can't allow that to stop you from having that moment you know the enemy is going to put you put in your head oh you're not worthy how dare you try to sing out to god when you know you did a b and c yesterday how dare you you know try to reach out to god when you you know you're doing what you know you're not supposed to be doing. How dare you? You know, the enemy is going to try to do that. And I've spoken about this so many times before where he's going to try to build that wall between you and God so that you don't have that communication, so you don't have that connection. You know, you have to rebuke those thoughts and you can't let them marinate. You can't let them grow roots. You can't let let them sink into your heart or into your mind. You got to push them out and push towards God. Yeah. One thing that I love from that story is the fact that, you know, she had an alabaster box of perfume. She had to break this box and she had to, you know, she said she it was mixed with her tears. She kissed his feet and used her hair to dry his feet. Yeah. The idea that this was not just all on Jesus. Mm-hmm. This was not just like, all right, Jesus, I'm here. God, yeah, I'm here. Me. <laughs> Bless yeah. me. Heal yeah. me. It required something from her. Yeah. You know, she had to cry in order to, you know, have those tears flow from her eyes. And she had her hair that she used to dry the tears. You know, the fact is that when we worship, it will require something of us. Mm -hmm. And worship at times will require sacrifice. Worship can require, you know, hard work. Worship can require you to do what you've been called to do, even when you don't feel like doing it. And all of that are, are ways that we worship God and that we have that intimacy with God. The idea that it, you know, is that worship will cost us 
something. Yeah. And at times we just want to hear God. We just want God to do something. We just want to experience God, but we're not doing anything. And worship is, you know, worship is a verb. It requires action. action it requires yeah. for you to do something. And it's almost like, you know, what are we doing? What is our response? What is our reaction? You know, um, in order for God to do these things in our lives, you know, and just thinking about, you know, this topic and all these things, we know that, you know, there are tons of worship songs out there and songs that have made impact, you know, throughout the years. I think of songs like Oceans, Mm -hmm. you know, that when that song came out, I mean, just the impact that it had. Um, And there's countless songs. Is there a song right now that you kind of like, you know, that's been out or that you've been listening to or something on repeat or a song that you kind of always go back to, um, you know, like a worship song that you always go back to that just kind of brings you to that place. I know it's a hard question for some people. It's like a whole album or a whole yeah. collection of songs. But is there one in particular? No, I mean, a, a list just started going through my head to worship you. I live como dijiste. you know, all I need is you Jesus culture. Like, you know, there and, you know, it's cool when um, you go through your playlist and you kind of, you know, sometimes a playlist, at least for me, can sometimes Uh-oh. take me down memory lane. Right. You know, where, man, I remember when I yeah. had this song on repeat. And, you know, on the phone, you can't see it. But I know when you when you go on your computer, sometimes you can see the count of how many times you've played certain songs. So it'll be like 1,563 right. times you've listened to this song. Yeah. <laughs> and Dag, I must have been going through it at that time. Uh, but it's, it's good because it also allows you to reflect and, mm-hmm. you know, you remember, man, I was going through X, Y and Z. But look at me now. You know, God right. has really brought me through that situation and it serves as an encouragement. And, you know, and it's good because, it, you know, it's it just it takes you down memory lane. But it also shows God's faithfulness, mm-hmm. uh, which is very important as well. And, you know, and sometimes them songs will come up and right in the moment where you need them again, you know, maybe going through a similar situation because we do go through certain seasons. Certain things do reappear uh, on this journey, but it's good that you have that song to be like, man, you know what? This song got me through it the last time. It's going to help me get through it again. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a, a, some song? I mean, recently, um, I know you spoke about it and you actually kind of put me on to the Elevation Worship album, Hallelujah, yeah. Here Below. Yeah. And that song, Hallelujah, um, I think for me right now is one of the songs that I have on, on my worship playlist that, you know, just the lyrics and, you know, I watched the video at times. You know, the good thing now is that we have the audio but now we also have visuals where we get to see the worship experience actually happening and it's so powerful when you actually you know like can see the worship experience happening and see them as they worship and just how they cry out and open up their hearts so that's definitely on my playlist and another song which i played for you the other day um it's called surrounded and it's by a group called upper room and um they're really uh starting to come out with their worship um you know music and just their their stuff and it's a great song it's called surrounded and um you know the hook of that song is amazing it basically says this is how i fight my battles Mm -hmm. and it's just like hundreds of young people just worshiping god and crying out to god and the lyrics say you know it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you i mean it's just an awesome song it's an awesome worship song if you go check out the video it's called surrounded by upper room um just the worship that comes from these young people that is motivating and encouraging in itself and every time i hear that song i just kind of go back to that video and you know in my mind that experience that you know they were having in that moment and you know it just brings that joy and just that you know refreshness and that 
you know, refresher that sometimes you need to just continue on. You know, and well, you know, salvation is definitely individual and worship is also individual as, as well. But it's also great to have those mem- moments of fellowship where, you know, whether it's at your church or you go to a concert or you go to, you know, an event and you have these people that are just joining, you know, with you. They're in sync with you, you know, in this worship. And it's really cool, you know. And I remember the first time I went to like a real like big event, you know, it was a Christian event at the Izod Center. And, you know, it was a time for worship and everyone was going in. And I had, you know, American people in front of me, you know, Spanish people behind me. We had people from, you know, different countries in Europe or Asia or like I was so surrounded by a whole bunch of people from different nationalities and different languages and in that moment we were one we were connected yeah. we were in worship and we were crying out to the lord and that's really cool when you're able to you know when you had those experiences where you know it finally like clicks like i'm not in this alone you know it, it's impacting in and of itself yeah i mean i definitely recommend you attend one of those concerts attend one of those events i mean a youth camp you know i think about the youth camps i first went to and just seeing like man like there are a lot of young people that worship god that you know choose to live this life and do these things and it's definitely encouraging so worship again you know there's that vertical worship you know and there's also that horizontal element where it's almost like you know we're gonna worship god together let's do this together and again, worship is that universal language that connects us all. So we want to hear from you. What is your favorite worship song? Yeah. What is one of this? What are, you know one of those songs that just gets you connected, gets you in that mindset to worship God, and you know just entering His presence. So let us know. We'll have um, a post up on our Instagram page, and um, you can let us know. Shoot us a comment, a message, and just share some songs. I mean, that's a lot of times how we get our songs. We hear people you know talk about the song, or they'll post a song, or whatever. Um, Um, So definitely, you know, spread the word and let us know. Like always, um, you can send us an email. We want to hear from you. You can send us an email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. You'll find all our information there. You know that um, every Friday we do a poll and, um, you know, be on the lookout for that. And again, just let us know about topics. Let us know about things you would like us to discuss. If your church is having a big event, if your church just having some type of program that you want us to talk about or cover you know let us know email us and we'll be glad to just you know help you guys spread the word yeah send it our way we've been posting on our facebook and on instagram page you know things events even some of the articles that we've been talking about we've been putting it out there uh, so that you guys can see it yourself so please if there's anything that you find interesting anything that's going on in your realm send it our way you know we'll try our best to put it out there as well so we want to thank you guys for tuning in today thank you for joining us on the God Life Culture podcast. That's God God Life Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.